You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From former A's outfielder... Here comes Katze! Here comes the relay! The slide! He's in there! Inside the park! Home run! Mark Katze! To A's manager, it's time for the Manager Show with Mark Katze. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's cast. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, it is our first official edition of the Mark Kotze Show, brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Go to any of their locations or go to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order as we now got you and your family getting set up with Nest Bedding. That's right. I couldn't be happier. Uh, you know, Tony, this is awesome. It, it's kind of sounded weird. You called it the Mark Kotze Show, which we're going to have to take some time to get used to that. Well, you're the skipper. You're the guy. You know what I always say? And you had, you mean, you've been around some, some of the great ones. You know, there's that guy that's always got to be front of the bus, front of the plane, the guy that's got to lead the charge. You're now that guy. What's it been like so far? Well, it's it's been fun. It's obviously exciting. It's been a lot of work. Um, you know, you never anticipate, um, you know, the magnitude of the position until you sit in it and uh, – you know, this spring training being that it's uh, it was a shortened spring training, uh, we got in here. Uh, my staff did an unbelievable job in, in preparing a, a plan, uh, especially because normally we're uh, able to use both complexes for spring training, which is our Fitch minor league side. They've got four fields. Uh, you know, it, it makes things easier in planning a schedule and laying out the live BPs and so forth. So, um, you know, we've really done a great job in, in getting as much work as possible uh, in a limited space and a limited amount of time. You know, one of the things about spring training, you know, there's unbelievable conversations you're going to have, and then there's really tough conversations you're going to have, right? And, and we, the media, it wasn't really till hard knocks in the NFL that we really got to see how tough those conversations <laughs> are where you got to see them tape it. But just talk us through it. I mean, obviously, as a player, 17 years, you went through the good ones and the bad ones as a player. Now, as the guy that has to deliver those messages, let's first start with the tough ones. When you're, you're sending a guy down or you're making that tough call and you're giving a guy – information that he doesn't want to hear but you still under you have the compassion as a human and as a former player what that guy needs to do how tough are those yeah they are difficult uh it's not the not the fun part of the job by by any means um had a couple of those really hard tough conversations yesterday um you know we've got a group in there right now that's still with us that's not going to break with us um those guys have done everything they possibly can to make this team and be a part of it opening day and unfortunately they're just there there isn't room for them but that being said the message is that, that there's going to be opportunity here regardless if you break with us this organization utilizes a lot of players uh you've seen that in it's in the history uh and so the message to them is just go down and be prepared be prepared go perform uh and know that that we uh you know we care about you um you know, we're, we're going to be actively watching you uh, and we're going to be in need of, of, of their services. So, um, you know, the earlier send downs are, are, are just as difficult because guys in this camp didn't get an opportunity to showcase themselves for an extended period of time. Normally you get 28 games. We get 18 this year. So uh, in that shortened time frame, some guys didn't get the full 
opportunity to be seen out there and go perform and go earn a earn a spot on this team. So, um, you know, I'm getting through those conversations. And, and like you said, on the backside, uh, the joyful ones uh, of telling someone that they did make the team. Well, that's the what I want to get to next was – you know, you talk about Adam Aller, and, and we were talking to him the other day and just seeing the joy on his face, you know. These guys that aren't number one, you know, first-round draft picks like yourself, guys that, you know, they battled all these years. Who knows where they played around the world to keep their dream alive and their parents drive them to games and their brothers and sisters who, who sacrifice. And finally, as, as professionals, they finally get that call. You're talking about the other day how you got thrown out of a game and then got told you were going to the big leagues. But – just how cool is that to have those conversations to say, you know, your dream is finally going to come true. I mean, that's magical. Yeah, it really is. It's it's awesome. Um, you know, like you mentioned with Aller, I was really hoping that he would walk a guy and that I could do it on the mound the other day with, you know, with bringing him, taking the ball from him and, and letting him know that, you know, the next time I take the ball from him, it'd be in Philadelphia or Tampa or, you know, but uh, the moment in the dugout was special. Um, you know, he, he was filled with emotion, uh, shaking when I gave him a hug. Uh, yeah, I'll remember that, you know, forever. And, uh, other special moments yesterday in my office, uh, Jake Lemoyne, a right-handed reliever for us that'll be start out in our pen. Uh, he's another gentleman that's grinded. Uh, you know, I talked a lot about the word grit, which is that commitment and perseverance for that long-term goal. And, and, these guys have done that, just like you talked about, with their families, with growing up, with their parents supporting them. And I mean, you you painted a perfect picture, and uh, and to be able to to, to reward them uh, for their journey and ha- give them this opportunity to be on an opening day roster, it's it's been awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna say who the guy was, but yesterday I was um, I don't know what I was doing, but I was coming back after the game, and I was walking by the dugout, and one of your players was sitting here on the top step in total tears, and he was holding the phone, and I could tell. I don't know who was on video, whether it was Zoom or whatever, probably parents, wife, girlfriend, whoever it was, but just to see him in total tears, you're like, that's the cool thing about this game, right? I mean, we all we all strive to get to a certain level. The majority of us fail. We never get there, yeah. but the certain guys that do, and it's it's uh, it's one of the cool things about spring training, and and now you, you got your guys set and you're getting ready to go. And I, and I, and I really appreciate what you said yesterday because everybody's going to want to ask you the questions about guys that you lose. That's, you know, you're the manager. You need to manage the guys that are here. That's all you can worry about. You got you to gotta win with the guys that you got. And it truly is a next man up mentality. Yeah, it has to be. You know, we've been through a lot in a short amount of time with, with change. Right. And change is very difficult. Not everyone embraces change. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear behind it as well with that change. Um, We've taken the mentality uh, from the beginning of spring training when when things, um, you know, started to to happen with with our guys that were the nucleus and were the base with the mats and and with Chris that that we were going to take a next man up mentality. And that, uh, you know, you, you think about why a Navy SEAL rings a bell. He's not ringing the bell because he's quitting. He's ringing the bell to remind the group that they need to come together and they need to take that next man up mentality. So um, not that we compare to Navy SEALs, but 
you know, we've lost a lot of guys and, and, you know, I think this group in there, uh, has, has taken an identity that, uh, it doesn't matter who's, who's here and, and we're here together and we're going to go compete to win. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's going to be times where mistakes are going to be made. Stuff's not going to look great, but I think what I, I like about with you as the managers, we all know deep down how you are and there will be a time where that the guy that has no problem kicking people in the butt's going to come out. I can't wait to see that because it, it will get just knowing you and knowing that guy will come out. There's going to be some tough love. But you, <laughs> you know, this group, uh, again, you know, they're they're in there grinding. And that's what I've always asked is just go out, give me an effort. You know, we're not going to, uh, like you said, uh, you know, be embarrassed. Uh, we want to play the game the right way. Uh, and if we get beat, we get beat. When you look at what a guy like Jed Lowry, Stephen Vogt can do for you, how do you see them, just not from what they can do at the plate or out in the field, how do you think they can help you with which should be at some point some younger players coming through this clubhouse? Yeah, no doubt. Both of their experiences, uh, you know, Jed and I were teammates in 2008 with the Boston Red Sox, so I'm managing a, a teammate, um, which which we laugh about. But – their experience uh, in the game, uh, their humility uh, that that we all go through in this game uh, will help, you know, in terms of uh, sending that message of, of how difficult, you know, this game really is in those moments when, when things just don't seem to be going right. So their presence in the clubhouse uh, alone, um, you know, sets a tone. Uh, they'll be able to to help these younger players that are going to that are going to be graduating and and getting their first taste of of what it's like to be a major league baseball player because uh, it's a grind and uh, I'll rely on them as well. They're going to uh, you know help me uh, through this process as a as a young manager. Uh, I'm going to stay connected and communicate with them uh, to to assess the heartbeat of this club and and the needs that that those guys need in that locker room. How much are you going to enjoy? Because we don't think about teaching going on at the big league level, but there there really is. How much are you going to still enjoy the teaching aspect of the game? Yeah, and 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 as you say that, the first thing in my mind is my coaching staff. These guys um, have graduated through, you know, our system. They're they're lifelong Oakland A's coaches. Uh, they've gone through the minor leagues. They've developed players. Uh, they've coached at the major league level now for years. And, uh, and that's what it's about. It's about teaching. So uh, you can't ever stop teaching if you're a coach. And, and that's something I learned over the last seven years as a coach uh, in the grind with these guys is that, that they still need to be taught. And they, they, there's still a lot to learn uh, in this game, even, even if you are a major league player. You know, it's so interesting watching someone like yourself go from player to manager uh, and coach is – you know, back when you dealt with the media, they were asking you about what you did, right? It was like, you know, you screwed up or you were successful or and that's you had to face that every single game. Now you have to talk before every game. You're going to talk after every single game. And now you're not talking about what you could control, which was yourself. You're now talking about your players. How has that been a different transition for you? Yeah, you know, right now in spring training, you don't get those those questions about specific instances in in game. So uh, those are those are you know right around the corner in Philadelphia and opening day, I'm sure. But yeah, the, I'm going to you know obviously be fair, and 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 you know you can't. 
when players make mistakes, you know, you, you can't just protect them every time. They have to understand that uh, we all have to be held accountable. I'm going to make mistakes, and I'm going to hold myself accountable. So that's how I was as a player. Uh, I'll never forget my first – uh, major mistake in a game, uh, 97. I was with that World Series Marlins team playing center field. Uh, we're up by two in the in the ninth inning, and uh, there was two men on for Philly, actually. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. There were two outs, and this line drive gets hit. Just like yesterday with Pache, he comes breaking in hard, right? Well, I came flying in because <laughs> I was going to catch this line drive, and the game was going to be over, and it just kept rising on me. And it went over my head to the wall. Both runs scored, right? We should have been in no – I should have been in no doubles. There were two outs. The, the tying run was at first. I mean, everything you could do wrong. Well, 30 seconds after the game, my locker's filled with reporters. And I stood up and took accountability. I messed up. My fault. And I'll never forget, Bob Bonilla came over right away, put his hand on my shoulder, and just said, Rook, you're going to be all right. This game, this game humbles you, but you're going to be all right. You, you did everything correct in standing up and, and answering those questions. So, Well, this journey, I, I mean, for you, when you step out in Philadelphia, all the bunting and the sold-out crowd, and they announce you as the manager. Um, you know, I've watched your journey. As Unfortunately, I had to play against you in college, so I got to watch you wear us out uh, at San Jose State. But, uh, you know, just to – you know, to, to watch this whole thing has been very, very special and to know you for years and uh, very proud. It's really cool. And uh, congratulations. And we'll do this every single week. I know you got to go talk to the media, finish up here at spring training. But this is awesome. And of course, yep. Nest Betting is thrilled uh, to start this partnership with you and your family. And uh, we'll take it from here. And uh, the 2022 season's about to start. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I appreciate it, buddy. And that's the Mark Kotze Show brought to you by NestBetting.com. Love where you sleep. You Go to nestbedding.com or any of their locations in the Bay Area, and they have locations in other places. Whatever you order, mattress, bedding, you name it, use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your order. You go to nestbedding.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.